Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Oh, welcome back to a very special Christmas Eve episode of the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice for all things Moncton Wildcats. Uh, Jeremy is here in studio with me. Uh, uh, yeah. Through the power of technology, we are doing this for you on Christmas Eve. Uh, I guess quickly, just before we get to our two massive guests, um, the Samuel DeGrosse trade made a little bit more sense. Yes. As the Moncton Wildcats have acquired 20-year-old Jackson Bellamy from Acadie Bathurst. I teased it a little bit. Yeah, on exactly. Part one here. Uh, I was even doing some winks at the camera. <laughs> so let's just say, like, uh, let's put it out there. Yep. That while we were recording that part of the episode, yep. that trade had not been announced yet. So uh, we would like to take credit for being the... Uh, insiders, right? Who broke that trade? Um, because obviously, when everyone's listening to this, that trade will be like old news. It'll yeah. be like two days old, three days old. But if we we're in fact doing that <laughs> show live at the time, we would have given it to we you. We would have had that trade. Uh, so yeah, we are the uh, insiders. My 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 winks at the camera even <laughs> worked, and uh, we are uh, yeah, Jackson Bellamy part two bringing. In, uh, Coming back to Moncton. So, um, obviously, I wasn't here for, for part one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, from what I gather, it was limited due to some uh, behind the bench. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a player that has a booming shot, is now going to quarterback that first power play. Mm-hmm. Um, just your thoughts on on acquiring this uh, this player as we've got a, a call coming in here shortly. So Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of the move. Uh, big fan of the move. He's uh, he really going to help out the back end. Leader back there, five-year vet now. Uh, which is crazy to think about it, uh, you know, considering he was here, you know, it just seems like yesterday was the draft in uh, in St. John, and, and, you know, we were picking him, I think, 16th overall. So crazy uh, how much, uh, how time flies in uh, like that. And it's, uh, no, good to have him back. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what uh, what he can do on, on the back end in the second half of the season here, uh, if and when it gets started. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think him with... Uh, him with Morin, uh, I know I'm comfortable with Bellamy playing on his off uh, on his offside. Uh, really going to help uh, help Morin out with the dis- with uh, development. Yep, and that's uh, that's kind of where we stand right now. Um, no other trades have been uh, have been had since we uh, since we recorded this. So um, let's uh, let's get to the reason that we're all here. Uh, let's bring in our very special guest. All right, and we've teased it for a couple weeks now. Um, we are pleased to be joined by one of the best in the business when it comes to junior hockey analysis. Uh, you can find him on Rogers Sportsnet as part of Scotiabank Wednesday Night Hockey. As well, anytime there's an NHL draft event, this guy is there with his analysis. He's been kind enough to give us some time. Sam Cosentino, thank you for joining us. Uh, first of all, how are you? Yeah, doing great, thanks. Uh, as crazy as the times are. But things are changing by the moment, that's for sure. Before I was working a lot this week, now not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, D- ditto, ditto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's that NHL 22 game coming along? And you know, If you have to get into Ooh. another CHL tournament. <laughs> My son is absolutely pounding me still, and he wants to be the pinch hitter for the next time we get into a match. So don't tell anyone. If that's the case, though, and he starts winning some games, it won't be me. It'll be him. <laughs> it'll be that opposite where you've got the controller with no plug-in, and he's got the game, and you're just playing along, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I guess the World Juniors start in two days here um, on Boxing Day. So I guess my first question, I mean, this team uh, has both of the back-to-back players that had exceptional status in Shane Wright, Connor Bedard. Uh, Shane Wright is obviously a little bit older. We kind of know what he's been able to do. 
We don't get to see Connor Bedard a lot. Um, he's second in scoring with the Regina Pats. He started as the 13th forward. Is this a player you anticipate finding a role as the tournament goes on, or is this just a learning environment for, for Connor? It's going to be really interesting for me to see how it goes for you know for Connor because there's no doubt he's playing a lot better when he has really good players around him, and he doesn't always have that option in Regina. So we saw a great burst of it at the under-18s, and that's part of the reason why he was invited and ultimately selected to this team because he had already had that great currency with Hockey Canada. So when I'm looking at him and what he might bring to this tournament, it's just really a matter of what his usage looks like early on. So if you get into some tight games, he might not play as much. If you're able to play with the lead a little bit, he might see some more time. Um, but I do think he can be an effective guy with really good players around him and pretty much anyone in this forward group counts in that class. So, you know, I think originally and and right off the hop, you might see him, you know, with some power play and mixed in here and there. Uh, But if he can gain some confidence, start producing some points and, and ultimately just play the right way so that Dave Cameron can get him out there and trust him a little bit. I think he'll build, but you know, you go out there as a young guy, you make a couple of young guy mistakes. I don't think he's going to be given the same rope with this team as he was with the under-18s. Yeah, so you mentioned under-18s. Uh, I guess between him and, and, and Matt Vimichkov, it was just a showdown between these two. Um, I know you're a big NHL draft guy. I'm a big Q draft guy. But just how excited are you to watch these two kind of go at it uh, for the next like, year and a half before they're – Believe it, believe it or not, NHL draft eligible. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Matt Faye's likely going to remain with his team in the in the KHL, so he'll be playing against men in one of the best men's leagues in the world. And Connor will be with the Regina Pats, and as a guy who's trying to make his way in the best one of the best developmental leagues in the world. So they're going to be playing on two different levels. Uh, but having said that, everyone's going to be talking about them for that first overall spot in 2023. But there's a Slovak player by the name of Dalibor Dvorsky, who I think is also going to have a say in matters there. He, too, will play at the World Junior, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch really all three of these guys kind of establish themselves and then from there really see what they can make of it moving forward to 2023. But, I, you know, at first it was Connor Bedard, then Mishkov burst onto the scene. Now Dvorsky's doing the same sort of thing. So it's going to be fun to watch what I think is going to be a three-way race. When when you look at Russia and the the team they're bringing over, it's usually they got a few CHL sprinkled guys in. Um, and, you know, they didn't have the tournament this year that we usually do uh, going across Canada. Do you think that factored into this the decision? And maybe that's why a guy that just was loaned to St. John and Kuznetsov uh, isn't there for, for Russia? You know, I think they're saying, hey, we're really happy with the team we've got. You know, they're saying all the right things. uh, But you have to wonder if this isn't maybe a little bit of a message being sent by the Russian Federation to say, listen, we want you guys to play over here. We want you to develop over here. We think our MHL, VHL, KHL setup is as good or anything you'll find over in the junior league. I disagree with that. Um, I don't think the MHL can hold the candle to what the CHL brings. And the VHL is a decent league, but it's not uh, still, in my opinion, up to the caliber of a CHL in terms of pure development. You're going to get older players there. You're going to get that AHL feel, but you're not having the same competition and uh, the same kind of schedule as you would playing in the CHL. So 
if you're playing in the KHL, then potentially, you know, you're making money there. And if you're playing a regular shift, then, then maybe I could see it. But quite honestly, from a developmental standpoint, I don't think you can beat what you're going to get from the CHL. So having said all that, I think there was a bit of a message being sent there. Yeah, we'll use a little bit of the COVID thing and we'll use, use a little bit of, uh, hey, there's a new coach in Zubov and we're just taking guys that we're happy with that have played in our country. So Daniil Chik is another one defenseman for the Guelph Storm who was on the team last year. And along with Kuznetsov, I'd have a hard time believing that those two guys wouldn't be in their top four, at the very least their top six. So disappointing that they're not going to get that opportunity for simply coming over here to play. And in Kuznetsov's case, I mean, my goodness, guys, he was really in the American Hockey League. He's just shown up on the on the scene for two or three games with the Sea Dogs. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he was shunning the Russian system to come over and play junior hockey. It was essentially a situation that the Calgary Flames wanted him close by, and I guess with the injury and coming off the injury or whatever, wanted to give him the opportunity to go play you know, deep into the Memorial Cup. And I think that was a smart move on Calgary's part. So it's, it is interesting that they didn't take any of their guys. They're probably, if I'd have gone through with a fine tooth comb, three to five forwards that I think would have been eligible to play as well. That's not the case. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of heat or what kind of backlash there is, depending on what Russia does in the tournament. Yeah. And when you, when you talk about, you know, leagues that, you know, isn't as good as the CHL or comparable. You know, you, you get a lot of the NCAA between the NCAA compared to the CHL. And, you know, we don't watch a lot of NCAA games up here unless it's on, on TV. And, you know, the University of Michigan, their football program has taken a, a resurgence this year, as well as on the ice. I mean, Owen Power is going to be on the blue line for Team Canada, but there are other picks for that other team down south that we don't like to talk about. Uh, Maddie Benier and, and Luke Hughes. I mean, just talk about those three players from the University of Michigan that we're going to get to see at this tournament and just the different style that uh, that they're going to bring. Well, they're, they're, they're like an all-star team over there. I mean, yeah. they're just recruiting class after recruiting class strung together like three or four of them in a row now. And it's going to continue even going into next year. So um, when I when I look at these guys, I think, wow, this is just a, a rock star group. You have those two guys in the back end that you mentioned, all in power at six foot six. I think was fifth in the in the country when when he uh, left the Canada's World Junior Camp. Hughes, you know, starting to play and create his own brand uh, aside from Quinn and aside from Jack, yet uh, you know a little bit bigger than both of those guys and and as gifted in different areas as those guys. Um, and then Matty Beneers, I mean, I just think the world of this guy, I think he's got leadership capabilities. Um, you know, he's a guy that's probably going to wear a letter in the national hockey league when he gets to Seattle within three to three to four years. So there's a lot of really good players that are coming out of that program. And, and Kent Johnson's another who played, uh, you know, in the BCHL and a guy who uh, people are very familiar with who just showed up on the scene for Canada after having to spend a little time to get through the, 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 pro, the quarantine and the, and the COVID protocol, so on and so forth. But he's like an unbelievable guy. I think he was the fifth overall pick in the 2021 draft at Columbus. So it's going to be fun to watch all of those Michigan guys get to, get to work. I think it's safe to say, uh, barring a major surprise, uh, you'll see Canada emerge as, uh, you know, as, as winners of, of group a, uh, but I think, I think they call it the group of death in, in the world cup. Uh, but yeah, the group B 
is uh, is is stacked. Uh, I guess if you want to put it that way. Who do you see coming out of uh, out of Group B as you know more or less Canada's uh, biggest uh, biggest competition? I think it's going to be the U.S. again. I, I love what they have in the back end. I think they're a really, really gifted group. Uh, you know, we've already talked about Hughes a little bit. You got Ty Clevin back there. You got Jake Sanderson, who I just think the the world of. Um, they're maybe not as deep or as dynamic up front as they were, but I think on the back end, they might even be better than where they were last year. So I, I like the Americans to to emerge from the group, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if we were seeing um, some sort of uh, of rematch from last year's gold medal game. Hopefully, we have a different uh, a different outcome for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, a, a country that's kind of starting to uh, make a name for themselves in these World Junior tournaments, and and slowly, like we've always had the the, the five, right? The Finland, Russia, or Finland, Russia, uh, Sweden, Canada, a team like Germany. You know, they're what what are they? I mean, they were they were pretty good last year, but um, what what does a team like Germany do uh, in this in this tournament? Yeah, they should be they should be pretty good too. I mean, they got some returning guys. It starts in goal uh, with the goaltender they had there last year, uh, Bugle Florian Bugle, who because of COVID and and they were struck with COVID quite a bit last year, so yeah. they were uh, difficult to 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 kind of gauge what he was all about. But he came in and he played pretty good. And so uh, Florian Eliash is another guy who played in that top line with Tim Stutzla. Um, uh, and I think it was it was Paterka on that top line. So Paterka, unfortunately, not made available. Uh, Stutzla, he would have been a nice piece, obviously. But they still have enough pieces to, to do a little bit of damage. I don't know. I think if they had everybody, we might be thinking a little bit differently about this group as, as maybe, you know, getting into the, to, to the quarters and maybe winning a game in the quarters. I just don't know if it's possible without some of the high-end forwards that they're going to be missing from last year's team that were eligible but but won't be there this year. So I guess, uh, I mean, that's uh, World Junior Talk. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> we, we can clear up on that side. But, um, you know, if you don't mind, let's kind of focus more on, on the CHL and, and where we're at right now. Obviously, uh, you know, here uh, it was announced uh, today. Uh, I guess it will be, you know, Thursday, what this yeah. uh, this show comes out, but uh, you know Quebec, uh, going back to to no fans, um, yeah. we really don't stand. We don't know where this, you know, the second half of the season is is going to start, uh, if it even does start. Um, I guess it's it's a tough spot, but um, hopefully the season can continue. But uh, I think you've you've kind of got a, an idea of, of who can emerge out of the uh, out of the WHL and the and the OHL. Um, We've seen some big trades already in the queue. Obviously, the more significant trade in the dub was Caden uh, Gooley going to the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, making an immediate impact. Uh, looking at those other two leagues, uh, the WHL and the OHL, who do you see coming out of those uh, of those leagues and uh, making their way to St. John for the Memorial Cup? Well, we'll start in, in the Western Hockey League. And the Winnipeg Ice with Matthew Savoy wasn't invited to Canada's World Junior Camp, somewhat disappointingly so, but he's a guy who I think is just, uh, I think, the world of him, and he's a guy who continues to lead the, the league in scoring, um, you know, and that entire team with Connor McLennan and Mikey Milne, um, they got two really good goaler, goalies, they got a young kid in, in Benson who I think is going to be uh, really good for the 2023 draft as well. I like their club. I like what the Kamloops Blazers bring to the table. I mean, Dylan Grand has had a great year. He'll represent Canada at the World Juniors. Logan Stankovan is the 
same sort of thing there. Those guys, uh, you know, with some international experience under their belt. Um, no one really looks at the Everett Silver Tips, but Dennis Williams has done a great job. He's with Hockey Canada and the, and the World Juniors right now as an assistant coach. Seattle's really started to play well. Um, and then as you kind of move through things, you can't forget about Edmonton and how good they are, the move that they've made as well. So bit of an arms race right now between Winnipeg and Edmonton in the east, a little bit more wide open if you extend things down to the Portland Trailblazers and the top four teams in the Western Conference. So, um, you know, you're probably looking at six contenders. You're probably looking at one of Edmonton or Winnipeg coming out of the east. And I think maybe like Everett coming out to – uh, or, or maybe Kamloops coming out of the West. Yeah, and what do you see coming out of the uh, the OHL? I mean, I know they're on a bit of a, a yeah. bit of a pause right now, but um, you know, is it is it kind of London, Oshawa, those two teams again, or is there you know what we don't really watch like follow these teams? So you know, what do you yeah. see coming out of the O? Well, Kingston's on a pretty good run right now. They've won eight straight games. They're the hottest team in the league. You know, Shane Wright, Martin Kromiak won't be there depending on if they even play. I know they're in COVID protocols right now. So they've got a really, really gifted team, um, you know, high-end group of forwards, probably need to solidify the back end a little bit. Hamilton's been pretty steady all year. Um, North Bay is, has really taken some major steps forward here. They've struggled a little bit of late, but I like their club. They've got some size. They've got some skill. Uh, Guelph is the team that has kind of emerged just slightly ahead of London now in that Western Conference. Sault Ste. Marie is always in the conversation as well. I think the teams in the Ontario Hockey League are a lot more bunched together. So when I when I consider that group, it's a little bit more it's a little bit more difficult to handicap. But if I went and looked at the at the East, I'd say Kingston, Hamilton, North Bay are kind of in the mix. Mississauga surprisingly up there. Uh, Barry started to win some games now, but. I think it's narrowed down to more like Kingston, Hamilton, North Bay. And then in the Western Conference, Guelph, London, Sault Ste. Marie would be the three teams I have pegged uh, as being the, the hot teams right now and being the teams here that I think can do some damage. Windsor, new coach there, Mark Savard starting to get moving a little bit too. Just guys a lot tougher, I believe, to handicap the Ontario Hockey League. And one thing that I always think about with that, and in, in NHL scouts, they say, hey, we need to give – these players, you know, 20 games to kind of get back on their feet from missing an entire year last year. North Bay's played the most games at 29, um, or sorry, Ottawa at 31. And then you have the rest of the league in that 23 to 25 game range. So we're just, I think, starting to, to get a sense of what the league is really all about. And here we go back kind of, uh, you know, on a shutdown with the capacity and, and we'll see what happens if Ontario follows suit with Quebec here. But, uh, it was too bad because they were just getting to that point where I think everyone was back up to, to full full game speed. Yeah, and it's like one step forward, two steps back in what seems to be a lot of these leagues. But safety is the is what's paramount. Um, you know, we've got uh, Jacob Pelche joining us here in just a little bit. He's lighting it up in the AHL in Stockton. Do you see a scenario where I know Calgary's kind of making a run? They've fallen off a little bit, which is good for me, not so much for Jeremy. But uh, <laughs> do you see a scenario where where Jacob uh, can make his debut this season for for Calgary? Oh, I'd say at some point they got to give him a they got to give him a look, and he's a guy that's you know I know Bradtree Living loved him. I remember talking to him on the draft floor after the draft that uh, when Peltz was taken there in 2019, and they were just really pleased by getting the type of character and quality of player that he is and you know everyone is a little bit worried about the size and I guess that remains a concern here moving forward but he's done nothing in his past whether it's in 
in Moncton or Valdor or with the, the under 17s, 18s or in the world juniors to make you think that he's not going to be a successful guy. Sure. And this run he's on now with Stockton, um, you know, you have to think at some point he's going to get a look-see if for nothing else, just to kind of dangle the carrot and continue uh, to move forward. But he, he plays such a complete game. I think if he's given a bit of rope at the national hockey league level, He's the type of guy that might surprise you and end up staying for an extended run. Yeah, I like that. I'd love to see him. You know, it's just it's one of those situations where he, it's not often your favorite player gets drafted by your favorite team, and or, that's your, <laughs> or your favorite player gets drafted to your rivals' yeah. team. Yeah, like it's, nice. it's so the you, worst. So you can imagine the uh, you know the the battles that Adam and yeah. I have in the studio here. Uh, you know, especially <laughs> with the Battle of Alberta's. But uh, look, Sam. Um, We'll, we'll let you go. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, you joining us, and uh, you know it's um, it's always nice to have a, a junior hunky, a j- junior hunky. Wow. <laughs> well then, a hunky a, junior. A is hunky that what you? <laughs> why? Thank you. Well, well, okay. This is this is why I don't close off the interviews, right? This is why Adam's the host, right? Uh, you know. Well, I guess we'll uh, we'll maybe put this as a as an a, a rated R episode now. But anyways, no. <laughs> I think we'll, we'll pass it over to Adam. We'll let him finish this one up. I'll uh, I'm gonna go hang my head in shame here. Oh, he's always good for comic relief there. No, Sam, we really appreciate you taking the time, especially at the Christmas season. And, uh, I mean, hopefully you can just get back to doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, working more often than not. And uh, I don't know if you're – are you going to the World Juniors? I'm going in for the medals. Well, at least that's today. That's we'll, the plan, we'll yeah. Tomorrow or the next day. Per- <laughs> perfect. Well, again, we really appreciate you on your debut uh, on the show. And, yeah, we now consider you a friend of the show. So uh, thanks for taking the time for us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, and I hope you close it off a little bit better with pelts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. All right, thanks, Sam. Okay, take care, guys. See ya. All right, so now uh, the second guest that we teased uh, for the past couple weeks, and we were able to get him. Um, he's number 11 on your program, number one in my heart, Jeremy's heart, and pretty much everyone's heart in Moncton and Valdor. Uh, we're very, very pleased to be joined by uh, Jacob Pelche of the Stockton Heat. Pelts, how are you? Pretty good, you? No, not uh, not too shabby on this uh, this Christmas Eve. Christmas? Oh yeah, I guess if you're like, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the show comes out, when it's the Christmas show Eve. comes out. Just, just, yeah. Don't listen to us when we say Christmas Eve. That's just uh, this is all professional, uh, professional uh, commentary here. So, yeah, you actually kind of got me a little mixed up there too. <laughs> Jeremy's having quite the night. So, uh, I'm man. How are things going in Stockton? I mean, it uh, it looks like you're having the success that kind of everybody in Moncton knew you you would have at the next level. How are things in Stockton? Uh, you know, it's been great. I mean, uh, we played what twenty. 20- four games or 25 games so far and uh, we only lost like a couple in uh, regulation I think and like two or three in uh, uh, OT so uh, to be honest like it's been great so far it's kind of like a huge step uh, from junior uh, but uh, you know great uh, great team and uh, great life so uh, you know it's, uh, it's been a pretty easy uh, so far. So just just uh, tell us I guess about um life uh life in stockton uh i've never been there you know it's like <laughs> um but uh you know i've been to, i've been to la i've been to anaheim but uh what's li- what's life like in in stockton what's the what's the culture like what's the uh i guess the food scene like and have you found a restaurant that makes a damn good poutine uh yeah well there's no poutine here in the u.s <laughs> so i was kind of sure to be honest uh, i think uh i went in mcdonald's like 
a month ago and, and I asked for poutine and she was like, what? Poutine? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no poutine. And she was like, no, uh, we we don't have that here. So I was, I was like, oh, okay. And that's, uh, that's kind of hard for me. But uh, no, to be honest, it's, it's been great. Uh, Stockton is not like a great city to, uh, you know, to live here because there, there's a lot of like gangs and stuff. But, uh, you know, it's okay. Uh, I practice in the morning like, um, we're, we're, we're probably at the rink, you know, on the practice day, like eight uh, to probably twelve, and then we we go golfing in the afternoon. So uh, life life is pretty fun and and easy here, and uh, it's just uh, fun, you know, just to to play, uh, you know, some kind of hockey with the boys and kind of chill with them after. So uh, uh, it's 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 pretty nice to be honest. That's living the dream. None of this, none of the snow and winter stuff you got going on. That's uh, no, that's yeah, that's a that's a big step up for you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I guess uh, you know your time in the queue. Uh, you know you were, uh, you know, captain of this team and and took it as far as uh, we could until it was taken from us. Uh, and then uh, you were moved on to Valdor, captain that team, and just talk about uh, your season last year in Valdor and. You know, playing with your your buddies there and, and having all that success um, in Valdor. Well, you know, it was uh, it was nice. Uh, I mean, to uh, to have you know like a second chance, kind of to uh, uh, win the the uh, the championship there was uh, was good in in Valdor. You know, it's a di- it's kind of like a different uh, you know uh, side because when you arrive in Moncton, you know. Uh, it's a big kind of organization, which is like kind of more rich, uh, if I can say so. Yeah. Uh, than than Valdor, uh, but you know, like two great organization, two great owners also. So uh, for me, it was kind of like the same. You know, I got treated uh, pretty well by Mr. Irving and and by by the forward also. So uh, yeah, for me, you know, to go in the Valdo as my 19 years old, uh, and then we uh, we got Spenny too, uh, we got Poulain, uh, Legere too was there. So I uh, you know there was a lot of my friends, of my like close friends uh, that that joined the the, uh, the team there. Uh, we got a you know great run, then uh, the you know finish the way we uh, we expect, but. Uh, Overall, uh, you know, I had the four great years uh, of uh, junior hockey there. So you mentioned Spence. Um, obviously, he's playing uh, a little south of you in uh, in Ontario, California. Um, we had Phil Dau on the show a few weeks ago, and we uh, we joked about him and Jerry McKenna uh, maybe dropping the gloves <laughs> uh, in, in a game against each other. What's uh, can we see a, maybe a Pelche Spence uh, fight? Uh, uh, at center ice here uh, in, in in the coming uh, in the coming weeks because we'll tune into that. Yeah, we'll we'll pay for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're gonna see a fight. To be honest, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I live with him uh, last year in uh, in Valdor, and uh, you know, we we kind of became close. Uh, and uh, you know, for for me, spent uh, you know, yeah, he's a friend, but I kind of consider him more like like a brother now. So, uh, well, brothers are allowed to fight. <laughs> Brother, brothers, you know, you, yeah, you, you've well, got brothers at home. Yeah, I'm sure they. But uh, <laughs> not, not me and uh, oh. Ben, of course. 
<laughs> it's okay. We said uh, Dao and uh, McKenna could just get ready to drop the gloves and then just hug and go viral on online. And we're just <laughs> yeah. we're just setting we're just setting former Wildcats up to go to go viral. Um, you know, here in Moncton, your dad was a, a a staple in the arena. I'm I'm sure he was a staple in Valdor. Uh, has he has he been out to a lot of games in Stockton? Is he there every every game or um, how many games has he seen you play? Uh, you know, he was there the first weekend here, uh, but besides that, uh, he watched on- online because it's far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of different to uh, to not have them, uh, you know, here with with me. But uh, you know, it's it's part of uh, of the process, and uh, it's it's still nice to to know that that they they can watch the games uh, online for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, playing in the Pacific Division in the AHL, it's a pretty unique division. Um, what what's it been like in in these you know these smaller markets, right? Like you, you know, they they call themselves the Henderson Silver Knights, but it's you know it's Las Vegas. Let's call it Las Vegas. Uh, what's it What's it like? You know, you're you're still a young kid. You know, you can. I'm not sure. Are you? I'm not sure if you're allowed to to go to these uh, casinos yet or not. But uh, what's uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's it, what's it like to you know you're um last year you're playing in Val d'Or and suddenly you know you're you're on a road going to Las Vegas like that's that's going to be a huge change what's it been like yeah. you know going to these cities like you know Las Vegas and Tucson and and you know San Diego um just just tell us about, about the difference uh, that it's like you know go to these cities compared to what it's like uh, going to Q cities well you know like it's more uh, being a pro uh, for me you know because a junior, you have uh, you know like a like the team guy or like a coach who who says, okay, boys, uh, uh, we uh, today we we are gonna do that that and curse you have like ten, so uh, you know and here at like in pros, you like you're always kind of on your own if if I can say so, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just like you need to be a pro so. You gotta eat well. You gotta go to bed, uh, you know, at at like a good time and uh, stuff like 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 that. Because you know, if if you go to Vegas and you party all night and then you play uh, next day, I think it's gonna be rough. So uh, <laughs> it's just being a pro, you know, uh, overall, and uh, that that has been uh, good for, for for me so far. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the Vegas flu is not uh, not just in the NHL; yeah. it's a, it's in the American Hockey League um, as well. I guess uh, you know the the parent club there, Calgary. Uh, you went to their camp. Um, I'm sure they keep uh, keep in constant contact with you. I guess just when you know when you're here, it's one thing to talk to the scouts and the guys that are here, but when you're there and you're you're one step to the to the next level. I mean, how much contact is uh, Tree Living or or even Sutter, the coaching staff, um, how much contact are you having with the with the Flames organization? Because the run you're on, man, I don't uh, I don't foresee a time, maybe later in this year, where you might be suiting up in an NHL rink. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we don't talk that much to like the big club. Uh, we got our, our own uh, GM uh, for for the Heat. We got their like our our home coach too. So uh, usually, like they gonna say it to like the coaches what what the they think about the players and what they they kind of need to improve, and uh, you know it's the coach who's going to talk to us after and say, look, uh, you know, for the next uh, two weeks we we have to work on that, that, and that, and uh, that's that's kind of like the way it is. But uh, so far, you know, I I didn't like have 
that much of a, uh, you know, uh, kind of info from, from from them. And, uh, you know, for me, it's about kind of getting better each day. And uh, right now I play for the Heat. And uh, my my goal for me is to win, like, a a, a Calder Cup. So uh, that's that's what uh, that's what is my mindset right now. And again, when we talked to Phil a couple of weeks ago, he was uh, telling us about how he's he's still living the the hotel life. Uh, what's uh, what's the Jacob Pelche living arrangement like this year? Are you in a hotel or do you have your uh, your own spot now? No, me and Zari, uh, we uh, rent a, a house here in uh, Stockton. Well, not 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 in Stockton, but we live in uh, Lodi. That is probably like half an hour away so uh yeah we we uh, rent a house here and uh, it's pretty nice to be honest so it's like uh, an episode of cribs right so it's like uh <laughs> one of these days you're gonna go instagram live and kind of take us on a tour of your uh, of your spot is that what it's like or yeah well probably like pro- probably not here <laughs> like, it's nice but it's not like as nice as uh as, as i want to be but uh yeah um, I guess what's the biggest adjustment that, you know, not so much off the ice, but on the ice that, uh, you know, you've kind of found your groove, um, you know, playing with, with men. And, um, so what's the, what's the biggest adjustment that you found that, uh, what allowed you to just kind of get in your groove and get on a bit of a run here? Well, you know, it's just to play faster and smarter, you know, uh, you play against uh, big guys and uh, strong guys. So for me it was the kind of small player, I got to like kind of play smarter, which I won't use that much force to take the puck away and stuff like, like that. So, uh, yeah, I think that was big for me, like to kind of work smarter and also, uh, you know, just like the pace, uh, if, if you don't play quick, uh, you won't get the puck. And if you, you have the puck, uh, the, uh, the opponent is going to take it away from you. So, uh, you know, just the pace and uh, uh, be more smart with the puck also. That's awesome. Well, we don't want to take uh, too much of your time. I know it's almost 4 o'clock out there, so it's probably getting <laughs> time for to go get to go get a meal there. But, um, you know, just like we did with uh, with Dawu and, and others, um, I mean, you were obviously an institution in this city, Mr. Wildcat. Um, I mean, one of the bigger goals you scored was that overtime against Ramuski. Um, where, as Jeremy put it, you did every celebration you could think of in that <laughs> in that short amount of time. And, and you know, we followed your success. And you know, being an Oilers fan, I, I just want you to have success, not uh, not the Calgary Flames. Um, so um, I just want to let you have a can, you know kind of have the floor. Um, you can thank the fans of Moncton and uh, just uh, you know because they they all follow you. Um, so it, it's the floor is yours just to kind of thank everyone and and uh, okay, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it was kind of hard to leave uh, the Wildcats when I got traded. I mean, to you know, have the chance to say goodbye to, to all the fans uh, and all the people uh, who works for, for the Wildcats. And uh, last year, they didn't have a chance to come back uh, and play them. And, uh, you know, have a final chance or, or a final, uh, you know, a quick rip uh, at the Avenue Center, I think it was hard for me, uh, you know. Um, I still, uh, you know, kind of feel like my home is in uh, Moncton, to be honest, sorry. And, um, yeah, for me, you know, it, it's always going to be a good place. So, 
thanks thanks to the fans. Uh, thanks a lot to uh, Mr. Irving and uh, the 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 Wildcat, Sorry for uh, uh, the best three years of, of my life, to be honest. So thanks a lot again, and thank thanks to you guys also. No worries, man. We uh, we appreciate uh, you giving us the time, and like I said, you're you're on quite a run, and uh, we 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 hope you have all the success that uh, that you deserve, and finally get that that championship over your head. Because if there's a guy that deserves it, it's it's you, Pelt. Thank you. We appreciate it. No worries. Have a good night, man. Thanks. You too. See you guys. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks. I miss that dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're so lucky he's on your favorite team. Oh, like it is the worst. You don't understand how stressful it was for me. Yeah, when Calgary was rumored to be acquiring Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Crap, they're gonna they're gonna do it, and they're gonna include Pelche in yeah. the trade. And he's gonna go to Buffalo." And I'm like, "Well, you know what, Buffalo, I'd still cheer for him. It's closer to it's here. Closer to go see him. Yeah, yeah but uh, hey, Megan, we're going to Ontario. Just uh-huh. kidding. We're taking yeah. a detour to Buffalo. It's like that scene from Big Daddy. Where are you from, kid? Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo. I've never been to Buffalo. What are you talking about? Nineteen ninety three. Joe Carter. <laughs> World Series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's always it's always nice to talk to to Pelche, and uh, you know he's he's obviously you got some stories to to share about uh, about Stockton life and in Stockton. Uh, life in Stockton and. You know, like I like I said, don't. Uh, it's not on my uh, places to visit, uh, you know. But uh, we'll we'll see. You never know. It's if yeah. I ever uh, get back to L.A. and I figure that next that time, the time I get back to L.A., he's going to be out of there anyway. He'll be so. in Calgary. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, he. Uh, I've I've been to L.A. a few times. I never been to Stockton. I don't even think I've been through Stockton because it's more in Northern California. But yeah. um, before we move on, we got to you know give a shout out to Brandon Weiss. The uh, yes. Senior Director of Communications mm-hmm. of Marketing for the Stockton Heat um, for allowing us to have Jacob Pelche four hours from uh, time difference. So yeah. good on him for, for making that happen. 3.30 in the afternoon on a uh, on a Monday. Yeah. And he was uh, probably about ready to go grab some supper and go to <laughs> not the local, poutine. Not poutine at the local McDonald's, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. Um, that's got to be an adjustment for them. Like, Oh, yeah. I remember when I was in L.A., it's funny he said there's no, there was no poutine here. We, were, um, we had... Uh, we were we just finished watching the Flames practice at the Kings uh, practice facility. Oh yeah, and we were driving through a town. The Kings practice facility and it is in a town called El Segundo. Yep, and we were driving through the I think probably the main street in El Segundo, and we saw a New Brunswick flag, and it was a restaurant. So we we popped in, and it was literally like a like a Canadian themed restaurant. Oh, really? they, they had like they had put in they had cheese curds and everything great straight from Quebec they had the gravy and everything um so I was in my glory I had a Montreal I had a Montreal steak sandwich uh sorry Montreal smoked meat sandwich and a put in in El Segundo Ooh. California um but I, I I keep following the I was following the restaurant on Instagram they closed down so that's unfortunate but uh, it was really really good food well that's too bad mm-hmm. Um and yeah as well we got to give it a, to uh Sam yeah <laughs> junior hunky junior hunky uh for joining us, I mean, you know, this you can tell he's he's very good at what he does, and mm-hmm. he's one of the. If you're watching the uh, the draft or any kind of draft knowledge, um, he's one of the ones that you yeah. you definitely need to follow. So um, we thank him for for joining us, and you know, just going back to our conversation before we had them. I mean, we we acquired Jackson Bellamy mm-hmm. um, for a fourth in 2024, so we're going to get a half a season out of him. Um, we haven't really heard a lot of chatter. Um, now, 
we recorded this on Tuesday to keep this out in the open. This is gonna. This is obviously gonna come on Christmas Eve, as I threw Jeremy and Jacob for a bit of a loop there. <laughs> yeah, you but, did. But yeah, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know if we'll have any more names by then um, because I do think the freeze is the Wednesday. I do believe so. Mm-hmm. And you um, gotta you gotta wonder if these uh, you know these Quebec announcements. Yeah, are, are that's gonna, the thing. Uh, throw throw a loop in these uh, in these trade announcements. Um, but uh, you know, we'll see. I guess. It's um, they'll be interesting. I know there's a, uh, I think something on uh, Tuesday. There's a press conference on Tuesday, um, so I guess when this shows out, the details are, will be out there. But yeah. uh, I guess there's a press conference that the queue's calling, and so we'll see. Um, you know, I know a lot of these teams won't be able to uh, to Sustain, play right yeah. to, uh, without fans. They need yeah. that gate revenue, and um, so you know if the Quebec government can come up with one of those. Packages, packages like they did last year, right? To keep these teams on the ice and uh, you know to recuperate some of those uh, those lost earnings. Hope that should uh, you know get get things going again. But uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's tough uh, tough going right now. Well, and I mean we don't uh, we go to Quebec um, January thirteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth mm-hmm. for Mouski, Blainville, and Quebec. So I mean we should be back with games unless the Q puts the full season on pause. Mm-hmm. I don't see a scenario where they just pause the Quebec teams and allow yeah, the maritime teams to play. If they're going to pause, it's going to be pausing everything. Yeah. So yeah. Um, hopefully we come back uh, against Halifax, Charlottetown, Charlottetown, St. John um, in that first weekend. So we'll have to see. Um, obviously these will be out. The uh, details will be out by the time uh, you hear this. Again, Massive thank you to Sam Cosentino. Massive thank you to Brandon Weiss, the director of marketing and communications in Stockton, and massive thank you to uh, to Jacob Pelche for for joining us on a Christmas Eve episode. And you know, like Jeremy said to our fin listeners, um, we thank all of you on this Christmas Eve. We hope you guys have a merry Merry Christmas and a wonderful day tomorrow. I hope Santa is able to visit your house and you get everything that you need and or want on this uh, wonderful Christmas uh, Christmas Saturday. And you, buddy, I hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah. Uh, you're yeah. obviously in Ontario right now as yeah, we're listening to exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. I am in Ontario. How was the flight? <laughs> uh, you know, it was rocky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Wait a minute. The way you go to the airport? Flying somewhere? <laughs> How'd you guess? Well, I saw the luggage put two to two together. <laughs> yeah. They say you're more... <laughs> Exactly. Again, uh, thanks to everyone for joining us, uh, and thanks to all of you. Hope you guys have a very merry, safe Christmas, as well as a happy New Year. And we will be back on January fifth with maybe previewing some games, maybe talking about the uh, little bit of a pause. But uh, thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.